at any point. Any of you listeners, actually. <laughs> I'm going to fade in on this or something. Um, There is a very specific wreath at Target that matches a tree that I got last year. And it is, um, it's made of red, green, and white pom-poms. Oh, yeah, you should. It that is constantly me. sold out. Of course. And I, I, I need it. I need it. <laughs> and I can't find it. It happened last year, too. Yeah. It was say it's I feel like all the best stuff sells out so fast. It's even worse this I year. I could literally go to Joann's and make it for like $10, but I don't want to. You'd have to buy a hot glue gun. Oh, I own one of those. Are you kidding? This explains a lot. Travis and I both worked in art departments. <laughs> they hand you one when they hire you. So uh, Agatha Christie disappeared. Yeah. Um, are we going to fade in on just that? Or are we going to fade in on the earlier stuff? I think this is going to be a good fade in point. Now, there's like 10 minutes of us talking about Christmas presents and Animal Crossing. So let's fade in here. Um, Agatha Christie disappeared. Agatha Christie disappeared. Mm. This is afternoonified. And they couldn't find her. I'm Sarah. I'm Emily. Um, they couldn't find her. They couldn't find her. And then they found her. And she never talked about it again. Wow. Okay. Oh, you brought this up during our female cult leaders episode. <laughs> Was that the okay? That because um, Amy makes, Amy Simple yeah, McPherson. Amy Simple McPherson. Yeah, so that's we're following up for once on. Um, Excuse me. Mini we actually said we'd do. Excuse me. I also followed up. On I'm following up for once on a mini. I said I would do. <laughs> I followed up last week with a whole ass episode. Uh, just to rattle off my sources real quick, uh, Wikipedia, all that's interesting, and histor- historicuk.com, which is a website. Yeah, they have a lot of uh, history, so I assume there's a website for it. Yeah, specifically about the UK. <laughs> uh, so Agatha Christie, as many of our listeners probably know, um, and if you don't get with the program, uh, she was an insanely famous mystery writer of the early 20th century and one of the best-selling novelists of all Murder time. Murder on the Orient Express fucking slaps. <laughs> yes. So during her life, she wrote an astounding 66 detective novels and 14 short story collections, many featuring famous fictional detectives, Hercule Poirot, Poirot and Miss Marple. Uh, her novels included And Then There Were None, uh, which is one of the top selling books of like all time, uh, Death on the Nile and the aforementioned Murder on the Orient Express. No, they're doing a Death on the Nile movie. Um, as a oh, sequel yeah, to is Murder it? on the Orient Express. Yeah. Um, everybody is in it. The same people? No, no, no. It's, they're not, like, American horror storing it. Oh. Kenneth Branagh is obviously back in it, yeah, but... Yeah, because it's another... Um, let's see who we got for Death on the Nile. So are they reusing the cast? Or are they reusing the characters? They're not reusing anything. Um, it's a new story, because they did Murder on the Orient Express, where Kenneth Branagh was the lead, and now he's going to go do a different mystery mm-hmm. with different handsome people. Oh, okay. So this is where I, I thought you had said that they were using the same cast. Again. Uh, no, they just have like literally everybody in it. Um, kind of like in Dune, where everyone was rumored to be in Dune, like they actually did cast everybody in Death on the Nile. <laughs> like uh, Gal Gadot, Rose Leslie, Army Hammer, Annette Benning, Letitia Wright, Russell Brand. Damn. You know, standards. Yeah. Names of people you know. I guess it's required that in each of these movies, there has to be one guy that everyone used to love, but now everyone thinks is kind of a creepy asshole, because Johnny Depp was in Murder on the Orient Express. I was going to say, is Army Hammer the Johnny Depp of... (laughs) Unfortunately, I think that's where he's going. Yeah, sounds about right. Just don't be a dick, guys. Um, So, uh, by 1926, uh, which is the year our story takes place, Agatha was wildly famous. 
Uh, she and her husband Archibald had settled into a countryside mansion that they had named Styles uh, after the manor house that was the setting for Agatha's first novel, The Mysterious Affair at Styles. That's a bold move to name your actual house after a fictional house that you created. Love it, right? I'm just like I'm going to name this book, or I'm going to name this house after the book that paid for it. That's actually, I don't, yeah, that checks out. How old is she at this point? She would be about thirty-six. Okay, life, however, not so idyllic, um, despite you know. Her, six, her wild success. Uh, so in April 1926, Christie's mother, with whom she had been exceptionally close, passed away. Uh, and then just a few months after that, her husband Archie asked for a divorce. Archie. Archie, it turns out, had been having an affair with a woman named Nancy Neal. Archie. Uh, and the two had fallen in love. I know. What a dick. Already in a deep depression, uh, Agatha did not take the news well. And uh, in August of that year, there were some reports that she had, like, gone to a village in France to, like, have a spa weekend. Basically, like, she'd had a breakdown. Like rich women did. Yeah. So, despite Archie's request for a divorce, the couple did remain at Styles together until um, at least December of that year. Um, Awkward. Specifically until the fateful evening of December 3rd. So, after Archie announced that he would be spending the weekend with his friends, uh, the group that included uh, one Mrs. Nancy Neal, but not his wife, the couple had a bitter argument. No shit! Which, I, I, I get it. <laughs> That's kind of a dick move. Even, like, I feel like at this point, like, they probably knew the relationship was over. But still. I just don't don't invite your mistress to anything uh, when you're still living (laughs) in the same house as your wife. Um, Right? Just... Like, even if internally, like, it just makes you look a fool. I get it. So Agatha was last seen leaving the residence that evening um, with nothing but an attache case. Uh, She kissed her daughter goodnight and drove away in the family's automobile, which is specifically an automobile and not a car because it's 1926. (laughs) Next morning, said automobile was found crashed uh, into some bushes at the edge of the chalk pit several miles away with its headlights still on. This is some ye olde Mara Murray shit. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, (laughs) yes. Or that case, I forget how, I forget her name, but like the car was found like backed up into a barn with the headlights on. In Vermont, no, it was Vermont. Marmory was New Hampshire. Mm. It was another woman. I just can't remember her name. But it's around the same time, so they're very like similar. Maybe cases. The, the Northeast needs to get its shit together because you know what it is, Emily. It's definitely Bigfoot. Bigfoot is on the West Coast, Sarah. He does not venture to the. No, no, <laughs> do not missing four one one me right now. <laughs> so. In the car, in the automobile, uh, were Agatha's suitcase, her coat, and an expired driver's license in her name. But Agatha was nowhere to be found. So there's, of course, a huge manhunt. Um, and rumors start hunt. to kind of swirl around. Hmm? Woman hunt or person hunt. A woman hunt. <laughs> now, that sounds worse, actually. A person hunt. That sounds like something that the people from Hostel do, so never mind. Yeah, I was going to say, that is a most dangerous game, is what that is. <laughs> um, so... The police, they, their first thought was suicide because, you know, there's a big pit and she probably jumped into what, it. What, did they look in the pit? Uh, so they dredged, um, so they dredged this area called the Silent Pool, which Christ. is actually not the chalk pit. It's a pond in, at the, in the area that the locals believed to be bottomless. It's probably not bottomless. It's probably very deep. It sounds like a portal um, but they did dredge to, it. like, another plane of existence. The fairies took her because <laughs> we're in... The English or the British Isles. Um, 
Others had speculated that Agatha had been driven from her, ha- her house by some malevolent spirit, as uh, she believed Styles to be haunted. Which probably was, as I note, it's an English manor house. Of course, it's haunted. Minimum four <laughs> ghosts per manor house. Yes, it's just a rule. It's the homeowners association. I. <laughs> <laughs> some folks did wonder if her disappearance wasn't an elaborate publicity stunt for her upcoming series, The Mystery of the Downs. Uh, but this charge was vehemently denied by her secretary, uh, who said, it is ridiculous. Mrs. Christie is quite too much a lady for that. Yeah, I was going to say, she seems like the kind of person who would, like, think that was beneath her to do, like, a big publicity stunt. Yeah, especially when you're in kind of, like, the, I don't know, I don't know if she was, like, a noble, but, like, kind of the aristocracy. She's upper class, for sure. And, yeah, exactly. She's too much of a lady. <laughs> Uh, most of the suspicion um, started to fall on her estranged husband and his mistress. Yes. So Archie, along with Agatha's secretary and her brother-in-law, they all got letters. Um, at least prior to their, her disappearance, they had been left letters. So after they had discovered she was gone, they found these letters that she had left them. Uh, her secretary told police that his or that her letter was just like a schedule of like the next couple of days. Um, and her brother-in-law reported that his was like... Very straightforward that Agatha had written that she had gone to a spa in Yorkshire. Um, her brother-in-law, like her like sister's husband or her ex-husband's brother. It is not specified. I would I would venture that it is probably her sister's husband. And why him? Just because if you're already on the outs with your husband, I can't believe you're like sharing this information with his brother necessarily. Yeah. But it was never at least in the sources I read, it was never specified okay. what exactly that relationship was, apart from brother-in-law. Archie, however, uh, he refused to share the contents of his letter, which is, you know, a great look. Uh, he claimed it was all just too personal, so he would not share it. You know, he's a gentleman. Uh-huh. <laughs> so on December 13th, after 10 days with no word from Agatha, police launched their largest search yet. This was over 10,000 volunteers, six trained bloodhounds, like just a crate load of police dogs of all different like shapes and sizes i'm picturing them all in the little coats and the constable hats it's very cute it's very cute uh they did turn up some bottles labeled as poison um (laughs) or labeled as (laughs) sorry i read the sentence i wrote this like a week ago so i can't remember anything i wrote (laughs) they turned up bottles labeled as poison lead and opium (laughs) i'm just picturing big glass bottles that just have the skull and crossbones on it I mean, more or less. Oh, this is suspect. (laughs) They also found a torn up postcard, uh, two children's books, but no real sign of Agatha Christie. Fascinating. Yes. So then just two days after this big, huge search, um, a waiter at the Hydropathic Hotel in Harrogate, Yorkshire, contacted police to say that he believed that one of the hotel's guests, a Miss Tressa Neal of Cape Town, South Africa, might actually be Agatha Christie. Leave her alone! So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> police are dispatched they sent archie there they did he like waited in the dining room for her to come down from her room it was in fact agatha christie she was confirmed as such uh after retrieving his wife archie informed reporters that the novelist was suffering from a complete loss of memory that initially she could not remember who she was or how she had ended up at harrogate i'm probably pronouncing that wrong it's probably like Hertfordshire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah some combination of letters and sounds yeah. So Agatha's disappearance was never explained, at least not publicly. 
she her she wrote an autobiography at some point makes zero mention of it uh she only ever spoke of it once so two years two years after the whole incident she did an interview with the daily mail um where she confessed that she had been overtaken by the urge to drive herself into the chalk pit uh, and had suffered a concussion as a result everything that followed apparently was amnesia and she had no or like a fugue state she had no idea what she was doing that checks out i'd believe it and, yeah the diagnosis it was confirmed by two doctors shortly after her recovery so like there's some backup to it um her it's likely her depression probably played a role what i don't get is how like if she's like in this fugue state if she's amnesic how like how did she make it the 184 miles to yorkshire like hiking did she yeah it was like did she hitchhike not a lot of people had cars i can't imagine like well i mean there there had to be i mean she could have gotten on like a a wagon, a carriage, I guess, her, would probably like, be. walk to the train station, I guess. I, yeah. She could have uh, had someone pick her up and drop her off at the, the train station. And, you know, it's hard to, she doesn't remember who they are. And they're like, oh, I gave a lady a ride. Like, yeah, but you would, you would be, you would think someone would come forward and say that they had done. I know, no, that's not necessarily a given. Like, just given how big the news story was, it's surprising to me that no one did. Yeah. If that is indeed the case. So. Who knows? Like I said, this is why this is an interesting story. Like, it's still kind of a mystery. We still don't quite understand what happened, and Agatha never spoke about it, so we'll never know. I have a theory. <laughs> we'll we'll save that for the yes. end. Um, there is a theory, but from some historians, that Agatha had planned the entire disappearance as a way to embarrass oh, her no, husband. Oh, no, that was exactly what my theory was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, she had registered at the hotel under his mistress's name, um, which... I mean, to be fair, this could have been like an unconscious act. Like if that was the, the name that was just in her this head, this mistress was on her mind and that's giving her all this grief. Like maybe it was just, yeah, um, it could have also been a very pointed statement. Um, so it's possible like she that she had staged the crash and somehow made her way to Yorkshire, like have someone pick her yeah. up, intending to kind of ruin her husband's weekend. <laughs> Like, basically, like, if he was going to go off for the weekend, she was going to ruin his weekend and, like, go missing for a little bit. But she wasn't anticipating, like, the story would blow up the way it would, that the police have had 10,000 people out searching for her. In which case, she's kind of just got to hunker down in the spot. It's like, well, shit. Not come forward again. I will say, this story does have a happy ending. So Archie and Agatha would eventually divorce, um... Officially in October 1928, after you know, they spent some time separated. Uh, Archie would marry Nancy Neal mm. uh, just a week after that. But Agatha, like I said, got she got her happy ending. So in 1930, she took a trip to Iraq where she met a young archaeologist named Max Mollowin. Um, and they married later that year and remained together until Christie's death in 1976. That's the dream is to meet a, an archaeologist. Just- a cute archaeologist. Specifically <laughs> Indiana they, Jones. It sounds like they did a lot of travel and went on a lot of adventures together and the whole thing sounds I want very that sweet. movie. So, right? An older lady. And I'm picturing him as Brendan Fraser, so we're going to have to do that. <laughs> he was actually, he was like a younger guy, too. I want to say he was like in his early 20s. Mm-hmm. And she was in her mid thir- mid to late th- 40s. So, or mid to late 30s. God, she is living the so dream. good for her. <laughs> Well, good, good for her. I mean, <laughs> I hope it was to embarrass that asshole. I kind of do too. I like that. I, I just it makes the most sense to me. Just knowing, like, few states do happen. I'm not saying that they don't, but I know it's very rare for someone to actually like 
go into a fugue state, but still be able to function to such a degree that they can, like, go about their normal lives. Like, yeah. I was rewatching all of Unsolved Mysteries a couple years ago, and there are so many episodes of, like, trying to find the identity of some person who thinks they or who claims they have amnesia. And every single one had a follow up like, oh, actually, this person was a total fraud because this doesn't actually happen. Some of my favorite like unsolved mysteries are the ones where someone turns out to like be a completely different person or like they you just can't figure out who the fuck this person is. There's something Mm -hmm. so amazingly creepy about that. I know. Those are fun. I miss thinking sideways, Sarah. I know. I'm sorry. Anyways, um, no, that was super interesting. I hadn't actually uh, looked into that at all. But yeah, I hope she was trying to embarrass him and she... He deserves it. It it does kind of feel like the Amy Semple McPherson thing where it's just a woman who probably wanted like a weekend away and then everyone freaked the fuck out. So they had to be like, well, God damn it. I have to... And then they... Ha- yeah. Then you have to like, oh God, you have to have a backup story. And hers was, was nice. Just don't talk about it. Yeah. What happened? I don't know. Uh, Misha amnesia sorry <laughs> oh i would say just to, if you do remember she was found in a hotel in yorkshire like that was exactly what she had written in the letter oh, to her yeah. brother yeah all. yeah <laughs> which i don't know if i made that point earlier so like she told someone where she was going <laughs> i to her credit have a suspicion that her letter to archie um had some kind of old-timey version of go fuck yourself in it <laughs> i imagine it was kind of a dressing down. Um, it probably didn't make him look very good. Yeah. And that's why he didn't want to share well, it. And as someone who has spent her life writing mystery novels, um, the husband is the first person people look at. So he probably mm-hmm. like had a very bad weekend. <laughs> so did the mistress. <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's I say I'm indifferent to the mistress, like whatever. Like she's fine. <laughs> uh but yeah, Archie was a dick. <laughs> I mean, she was also kind of a dick, like I mean, it's not, no, it's not nice to sleep with a married man when you know he's married, but also, like, it's not all her fault. No, it's it's both of their, they're both assholes. Um, he yeah. was just the one who was married. Yes. Actually, she was married, okay, too. Okay, well, so. fuck both of them. <laughs> to someone else, I'm pretty sure, so. They both suck. Yep, that's the version that I'm gonna choose to believe. Yep. Um, all right, guys, we'll see you later. Bye! Bye. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.